Hello. Testing, one, two, three, testing, testing, uh, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, can you hear me? We have got some, can you hear you? Fantastic, fantastic. Praise the Lord, we seem to have sorted out our technical problems. Guys, so um, this is the show that is about you and your questions about God, faith, religion, and the Bible. Marius uh, is is going to phone in again, just now in a second, and uh, he'll introduce himself, Pastor Marius from the AFM in Shelly Beach on the south coast of South Africa. Uh, we are talking about how to hear the voice of the Lord. Can one, does God still speak to people, and how does that voice sound? How, what, is, what does it sound like when the Lord speaks to you? And can you still, can we hear Him? Can we hear, how, how can we hear Him? It, it's a bit of a, 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 a conundrum, I would say, for the one side, is that if you would say that God speaks to you, you might just end up in a straitjacket. Because some people would say that you are not um, compass mentis. Because how can you speak to God? How does God speak to you? Does He speak to you in an audible voice? Does He um, stress your name? Uh, how does God speak to you? And Marius has actually written a book on it. He's just battling to dial in right now. Yeah. Can you uh, hear me, Volker? Wait for our co-host to dial in. So, Volker, can you hear me? 
There we go, Marius. Good evening. Yes, we can hear you. Fantastic. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you. Good stuff. Good evening, Marius. Sorry about that. It just we had some glitch. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. 100%. Okay, fantastic. Marius, let's dive into this thing. Tell us about you and your ministry. How, how, how did you get to where you are? Vocal, thank pastor. you very much for the, for the opportunity to, to be on the show. And um, the... Um, I am currently the presiding pastor of the AFM of South Africa in Shelley Beach. It's a, a dominantly Afrikaans congregation. Um, and uh, God has blessed us. We are now here for four and a half years after we've been in another church in Scottborough for 10 years. And uh, so for the last four and a half years, especially during the time now of COVID-19, we've... Uh, uh, we have been blessed that in spite of everything, God has blessed us and God has used us. And uh, we are thankful to be here at this moment in time. Very good. Marius, are you married? You got children? I am married to the most beautiful wife. And uh, we, uh, we have uh, three children, which are all grown up. And uh, we are actually grandparents. Um, both our right. daughters have right. uh, have two sons, so we are grandparents of four boys. Our son uh, is not married yet, but uh, they are all in their late twenties and uh, early thirties. So that gives you an idea of uh, of our ages. So, uh, but uh, we are still <laughs> young at heart. Oh, fantastic, Maurice. So we're talking about tonight. How does to hear the voice of God and does God still speak to us as people like in biblical times and how to hear, how can we hear God? So if I say that, it, it is like if you had to say that in the Middle Ages, they would literally burn you at a stake. Yes. What... If we have to ask the question, I think it is the most sought-after question, and I thought about it. After the, the question, how can I get my prayers answered, I think the most sought-after question is, how can I hear the voice of God, or how can I know the will of God? And mm -hmm. my, my best explanation is actually in Acts chapter 22, verse 14, where... Uh, Ananias is speaking to Paul just after he got born again. Um, Ananias is speaking to Paul and he says, The God of our forefathers has destined and appointed you to come progressively to know his will, to perceive and to recognize more strongly and clearly, and to become better and more intimately acquainted with his will. And to see the righteous one, that is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and to hear a voice from his own mouth and a message from his own lips. So that's the answer. God is still speaking to us and we can hear his voice. And it's not just allotted for the prophets of old. It was for the apostles. 
And I do believe that God is not a respecter of person, that God wants each of us to hear his voice. Now, the biggest problem, however, is not hearing, but it's actually distinguishing the voice of God. Because you've just opened like five cans right there. We're full of worms <laughs> in, in, in that whole statement. And so uh, if we can just bring it down a notch to talk on Joe Soap's level. Joe Soaps, he gets saved or he's been saved or um, maybe he's not even saved. Can an unsaved person hear the voice of God? Um, how? That's the first thing we need to answer. And, we, and I think if, if you can help me in that is can a unsaved person hear the voice of God? We'll talk about discerning just now. Well, that that is um, actually where where the where the where the um, where the difference comes in. Yes, an unsaved person can hear the voice of God, but that would be a voice that would be calling him to repentance. Mm, but mm, mm. if 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 I can, um, and and sometimes they hear the voice of God, but they do not distinguish it as the voice of God because. It's, I just want to take you to, 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 to Samuel. Samuel, right there in, uh, in, when, when he was still a young boy and after he was born, his mother put him back in the temple. And there Samuel heard God speaking to him, calling him by name. Samuel, Samuel, three times after one another. And then he would go to Eli and ask him, did you call me? And then Eli would say, no, I never called you. Go, go back to sleep. And only after the third time did Eli re recognize that it was God speaking to Samuel. And then he told him, Samuel, when you hear that voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so um, actually, if, if, if I can come back to how in which way does God speak to us? Or can we talk about that a little bit later? But did I answer your question? Yes, I think it, you it's, 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 it's the fact of the matter is, and I agree 100% with you, if an unsaved person cannot hear the voice of God, none of us would be saved. Absolutely. None of us. Because it's Absolutely. we are not saved because we are so cool and we're so clever. It's it's God that calls us. We are saved. Absolutely. He initiates the relationship. He's the one that says, um, "I'm looking for you," uh, and that's that is so important to to establish. And and then obviously, if you are saved, or is a, if a person is saved, then you can have confidence that at least once in your life you have heard the voice and recognized the voice as the voice of God. Do you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Volko, I think most of us actually... Um, can you hear me? I yes, carry on. Most of us later in our lives, especially after we've been born again, actually want to slap ourselves on the on the hand if i if i can call it that we mm, um, mm, mm. Be, because we heard it 
and we rejected it because we never recognized it as the voice of God. But only afterwards you, you, you recognize it. There God spoke to me, and there God spoke to me, and there God spoke to me. But I willfully or sometimes just because I was ignorant, re rejected or refused to listen. But most, most children of God actually wish they had listened earlier and responded earlier and they were saved earlier in their lives so that they can serve God for longer in their lives. What you're saying now is so true because when I got saved and got to know or to distinguish the voice of God, I could literally sit down and remember the Lord speak to me from a toddler. Where, where I would go and I would hear this voice say, don't do this. And I would yes. flat out ignore that voice. And some people would say, yeah, but that's your conscience. No, your conscience comes afterwards, you know, because that's what your conscience is. It, 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 you remember doing something bad. It was preemptive, the voice of God. How many times? I, and if I knew this, if I knew this, you know, there was so many stuff that I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have been, I would have been a model child. But now I've got a great testimony. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Hey. Well, I, I think your parents, your parents today would would also say, "I only wish he would listen." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but let's talk about that. I, I mean, let's. How do we get parents? to encourage their children to listen to the voice of God because the child doesn't know the voice of God. He does not know. That four-year-old, that three-year-old, the five-year, the ten, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is speaking to a child is the very same Holy Spirit that speaks to you and I. You agree with me? Absolutely. Um, Volko, but I think that is where our us as parents have, have, the, have the, um, the great responsibility of teaching our children how to recognize and how to obey the voice of God. Now, mm. um, we, we haven't spoken about the, the, the ways that God can speak to us, but let us just focus for a, for a moment on um, the fact that when you are a child, um, the, the person that you are actually looking up to is your parents or the you have to obey your parents. And um, mm, well, mm. today's children do not obey their parents as we used parents. to when we were children. But there's a, there's, there's, that's where discipline comes in. But it, it is something that you have to teach your children is how to recognize the voice of God. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that most parents do not even know how to recognize the voice of God. And that is okay, so. the, the, the hardest thing for them is now to, to teach them is because I, I myself battle to hear the voice of God and to mm -hmm. recognize the voice of God. So how am I going to teach my children how to hear the voice of God? So, but one of the, 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 the best ways is through the word of God. So let me, let, me, let, me, let me backtrack to the ways that God can speak to us. Can I do that? Um, yes, I think I that, think you're answering the question, and how do we get a parent to teach a child to recognize the voice of God is by teaching and showing the parent how to recognize the voice of God. 
and then he can Absolutely. actually coach his child. So, Gav, go in for it. Go, Gav, in. Let's do this thing. How do we do this? Um, one of the things that the, that the Lord showed me, we actually find in Matthew 28 from verse 17 until verse 19. That's where the Great Commission comes in. But just before Jesus gave the Great Commission, the Bible says when they, that is the disciples, when they saw him, they worshipped him. Then he, he, he spoke to them and said, all power is given unto me, all, all authority is given unto me. And then he gave them the Great Commission, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've taught you. And then the promise is, I will be with you always. But there's something in that portion of Scripture that we can use in hearing the voice of God. And that is, you cannot do the will of God or do what God wants us to do unless you've heard His voice. But you cannot yeah. hear His voice unless you are in a worship relationship with God. But yeah. you cannot yeah. worship God for whom He is unless you get to know Him for whom He is. So I have to see Him to yes. be able to yes. worship Him. And when yes. I worship yes. Him, I will hear Him. And when I hear yes. Him, I can go and do what God wants me to do. And yeah, this is... Mm. Absolutely. So, so for me to, to, to recognize and hear the voice of God, I need to be in such a relationship that I get to know and recognize his voice uh, quicker and sooner and, and easier. But um, the, the ways that God can speak to us, and, and, and I'm going to, to just uh, um, uh, use seven of them. Se the, the first one would can be... Can I interject that, there quickly? Can I just interrupt yes. you there you got your your <laughs> your seven steps i just want to just pop in there because you i think there's a very abstract concept when we say and i want you to just define that a little bit for me because how you see relationship because the way you treat your wife is different to what i treat my wife is different to the way you treat your children that i treat my children and we both see that as relationship how just in a nutshell, just as a anecdote, how do we cultivate this relationship with Jesus? Now, that is that's where I uh, actually wanted to use the the, the 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 seven ways that God can speak to us because one okay. of them, Go for it. <laughs> which is, which is the most which is the most uh, the most common way that God can speak to us is through His Word. So and when you say the word, when, you mean the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, absolutely. The Bible. So when we, when we, when God uses the Word of God mostly to to teach us more about Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is using the Word of God to teach us more hmm. about Jesus, and so that we can be in a closer relationship with Him. So um, most of the time. The reason why we cannot distinguish God's voice is because we don't spend enough time with the word with the bible and on the other hand uh, is that i do not spend time enough in prayer so that i can get to know and listen to his voice but just quickly the seven ways that god can speak to us is in a loud audible voice like he spoke to paul on the way to damascus um, mm. where he heard this voice but the other people didn't recognize the voice only he did 
To other people, it sounded like thunder. But he recognized that voice, and he knew that it was Jesus speaking to him. So that's mm. a loud, audible voice, and very few people hear this. The but do you want to hear that? I mean, just, just think of it. Would you want to hear a voice out of nowhere speak your name and say, <laughs> Marius, sit down, we got to talk. I'm like, um, no, thank I, you very much. As a mature Christian, that would be great now. But I knew <laughs> that in, when, when I was a, 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 a unsaved or when I was uh, just a, 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 a baby Christian, I would have, uh, uh, well, I say, got a fright, the fright of my life. And I would have, I actually yes. would have run away if I would Not have heard that all. loud audible voice. <laughs> I so, actually know a pastor. His name is Pastor John Boerta. He's 74, 75 years old now. And he was standing on a mountain in Pretoria praying. And the Lord spoke to him audibly. And yeah. the people said, you have never seen a man run so fast down that mountain. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> so. Okay, because uh, sorry, uh, that that's the that's the first way. The second way that God can speak to us is that still small voice, or hmm. let's call it the imprint in your spirit. Now that still small voice is that that one that's so difficult to distinguish because it can sound just like my own and it can sound like the devil. So it sounds like my own mind speaking to me. But yeah. if if I get to know God and I get to know His Word then I get to distinguish that was now God speaking to me. So, so it wasn't yeah, just it, my it, own it, thoughts. That was him. Yeah. So how would you, if you had to, you mean, I've got one or two things that I goes, goes through my mind when I hear the still small voice to help me discern that it is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Number one is I always say to myself, when that voice comes, I am not that clever. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I am not that clever. Yeah. Um, I might be standing and praying for somebody and God will give me a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or he would say something to me or he'll tell, tell me to pull off or whatever it is. Or, and I am not that clever to think of that. That's number one. And number two, it is that I it, because the Lord speaks through His Word, so many times Scripture will come to me in in connection with a thought, and yes, um, and I am I don't have the whole Bible memorized. I've got friends that've got big pieces memorized, but um, I don't have the whole Bible memorized. So when that Scripture comes up, I know this is one of the things that the Holy Spirit does. He reminds us of the Word. Do you agree? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, Elijah was one of those people who God took from the bush where he was about to, 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 to give up and he actually wanted to commit suicide. He wanted to die and God hmm. took him from the bush and he took him up the mountain and there you would hear how God would speak to him and it was actually in the in the in the in the silence and in the in the wind that God spoke to him, and uh, yeah. but 
that's still small voice. Now, another yeah. way that God can speak to us is uh, through visions, uh, like Peter got when he was on the roof and he saw that blanket coming down with all the animals. Yes. So that was yes. a vision that God spoke to him. And then God can speak to us in dreams. My wife, for instance, had about 30 dreams that came true. So she okay. believes in dreams. Actually, she believes that that's the reason why God speaks to her, because she loves her sleep. And that's about mm. the only time that she's quiet enough that God can speak to her. <laughs> watch out, watch out. Your wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, so, but she, she, she believes that God speaks to her in dreams. And she believes in the dream. So it's still something that God yep. uses today, not just in biblical times. Then mm. uh, another way, uh, as I said, God speaking to us by impressions in our spirit. That's the, mm. the, that, that still small voice. Another way that God can speak to us, and, and that's the most common way, is through his word. And Vilko, yes. I, I believe that why does God have to speak to us in any other way if we haven't even listened to his word? If yes. we haven't read his word, because that's yes. his love letter to us. So yes. if we want to know, God, do you love us? Then he would say to us, it's in the letter. It's in the love letter. God, do you want me to, 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 um, uh, to do this? Read the letter. So yes. sometimes we want to know and get to know the will of God for, for certain things in our lives when it's in the word. So if I knew the word of God, then I wouldn't do things that I'm not supposed to do, and I won't go to places that I'm not supposed to go, and I, I won't allow things in my, in my life that I'm not supposed to allow if I had listened and read the Word of God. And um, yes. then God is also using prophetic word, like a, a prophet that's speaking to us, and pro, a prophet, I believe prophetic word is, just, is not just for biblical times. God no, is still using prophets today, and, uh, yep. and even pastors and preachers that uh, speak a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. So that's the way that God uses somebody else to speak into my life. And then yep. lastly, um, God is also using angels. That God can Morris. use angels Morris. and speak. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Now, I had a call come in, but I think that's dropped. I think it's a glitch there. Sorry, carry on. Okay. And then, so God can also use angels. Many people, even in today's times, have seen angels. Now, I would love, and I think uh, most people would love to have that audible voice or have that angel appearing to, to, to show them the way. But to me, if God has given us his word and, he, and the Holy Spirit makes that word come alive and it becomes a rhema word to me, God doesn't have to use an angel to speak to us. So he uses his angels in very uh, um, specific and, and very yeah. selective yeah. ways. So, uh, but, now, but that's Maurice, a way that God can speak to us. Yeah, but you say that now. What would you use to test any one of those? A loud voice, a still voice, a vision, a dream, a prophetic word, or an angelic visitation? What would you use to test whether that's from God? Every time the word of God. Because God you will submits use the Bible. himself. 
Yes, yes you will yes. use the Bible. If somebody gives you prophetic word, the Bible says, test every spirit. If, yes. so, if you get a vision, the Bible says, test every spirit. If there's yes. a, 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 an angel comes, uh, then we, the Bible says, test every spirit. Because you, one of the big problems is, and I don't know if you know this, um, how the Roman Catholic Church got to pray to Mother Mary. It was in the Middle Ages in a town called Fatima where they appeared to three kids. And you can go Google this. You can go do your research on this. Um, go for it. Three kids, an angel of sorts appeared to them and said, I am Mother Mary. Pray to me. And this happened repeatedly two or three times. And something like 50 or 60 years later that the Roman Catholic uh, uh, big brass have a meeting and they voted that you can now pray to Mother Mary to get to the Father. Now, how come would that be wrong? Because that angel because, said that. This, how come would that be wrong? Because we have to take Jesus' words as our main criteria. And That's Jesus it. said, whatever... Whatever you ask the Father in my name. My name. Yes, exactly. So there's we, one mediator. There's only, and absolutely. that's the same problem with praying to forefathers or going via mediums or anything. Because the Bible stipulates specifically that there's only one mediator between man and God, and that is Jesus. There's only one mediator. He made one absolutely. way only. So, if then we connect to the spiritual realm, because people are having spiritual experiences outside Christianity. People are having spiritual experience and hearing voices and getting instruction outside of the Holy Spirit. So, they are getting visitations from said angels, or they are getting, they praying to Saint this and Saint that and Saint Nicholas and Saint... Uh, they are doing that because they believe they got access to God the Father via that thing. And there's, how do we test that? It's what you said now, now. The primary way God speaks to us is through His Word. Reading His Word. But let's talk about the guy that battles to understand the Bible. Because now I'm saying to him, go read the Bible, understand the Bible, and you will understand God and God's heart, and He'll speak to you. What do I say to the guy that battles to understand the Bible? The, let, me, let me just... Um, I'm, I'm going to give you two scriptures mm. um, that is going to help us. The first one is Hebrews 4 verse 12, which yep. says, For the Word of God is quick... And powerful and sharper mm. than two mm. and two inches yes. sword, piercing even to the divining asunder of soul and spirit, and mm. of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now the yeah. second scripture is 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 found in Second Timothy, uh, and three verse sixteen, um, and 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 this is one of my favorite scriptures, which says every scripture is God-breathed 
Yes. The Amplified says it is, it's given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So every scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, for training in righteousness and holy living, in conformity yeah. to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. He says, mm. so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now again, the Holy Spirit has breathed that portion of Scripture which means that he inspired the writers. We must believe that the Bible was in uh, was Holy Ghost inspired, yes. even if, though yes. though men has written it. Yes. And the Holy Spirit today comes and makes that word come alive to us because that is where we sometimes battle. I read a portion of Scripture, and today it doesn't mean a thing to me, but yeah. tomorrow I might read the same portion of Scripture, and suddenly some portion of that scripture stands out to me. And that's yeah. what I believe, what we call a logos word becomes a rhema word. So the, yeah. the written word becomes actually as if it is the voice of God speaking to me. Then suddenly that portion of scripture becomes alive and it becomes applicable to my life. And, and that's the wonderful thing about the Bible is how the yeah. Bible can still be relevant for today, although it yes. is written so many years back. That yep. the Bible yep. in every which way can still be relevant for each portion of my life. And if mm. I read the Bible and I allow the Holy Spirit to make that word come alive and, 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 and that breath actually coming to me, if I can call it that, then I, um, I get to know the will of God through that portion of Scripture. Mm. Now I want to give an example of that. Want, okay. Can I jump in? I want to give you an example of that. <laughs> you and I and most of our listeners, guys, you thank you for, for being on this show, The Naked Pastor. Really, really appreciate you guys dialing in. You can type questions. You can call in. This show is all about you and your questions regarding faith, religion, God, and the Bible. We're going to answer it from a biblical point of view. Uh, worldview. So please uh, participate with us. You are more than welcome. And uh, I want to put you at ease that uh, we're not going to bite your head off if you ask a question. A really well answered with lots of uh, um, kindness. And um, so don't don't be like me and not ask questions. Ask questions. So, but that said, what's important to me, or, or we're talking about how you can read a piece of scripture, and that means absolutely nothing today. And tomorrow you read it and boom, the Holy Spirit reveals. Now, Morris, you used the interesting concept, allow the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think we can do a whole show on how to allow, you know, do I allow, is that not arrogant? And, and, and. But basically what you mean is, uh, if I'm right, that you become very quiet, you relax, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and he illuminate your eyes and you hear what he says. I want to give you an example of that. Pete, Simon Peter, everybody knows Simon Peter? This, this is the guy in the Bible that's got foot and mouth disease. He constantly had his foot in his <laughs> mouth. He's, you know, he just yeah. went and did things he, a lot like 
myself. I, I've yeah. suffered from foot and mouth disease. I get myself into situations like, how did I end up here? Yeah, and, you rush in where angels fear to tread. Yeah, something like that. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> he stands on his boat and Jesus is walking on the water. And what does he do? Jesus, if it's you, call me. There he goes, foot and mouth disease. He gets out. He walks on the water. All right. And then, he, yes, he got wet. Yes, he sank a little bit. Jesus pulled him out. They walked back. They walked back on the water to the boat. But in the end of John, Jesus is on the shore. And you've read this a million times over and over. And they're fishing. And Jesus shouts to them. He says, have you got any fish? And they say, no, we've not caught anything. And then John says to Peter, that is the Lord. What does old John do? He's naked. I don't know why he's naked. He puts on his clothes. How naked? I don't know. He puts on his jacket and he jumps in the water and he goes to Jesus. And you would think nothing of that. Absolutely nothing. You would be like, okay, that's a good story. I like to hear that. But when you become quiet and you say, Lord, what do you want me to see? Holy Spirit, Speak to me regarding these two different things. Here's what the Lord opens up. So, so we so often want to see the miraculous, the walking on the water, Jesus, and we want to walk with him. But for those that have seen him, and those that know him, he's worth putting up your clothes, picking up your cross, and jumping into the ocean. He's worth getting wet for. He's worth um, living through this world. And suddenly, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit takes a plain story of a foot and mouth disease guy and he <laughs> says, look at what I want you to see about how that guy can fall so in love with me. I want you to be there. Yeah, amen. And now, now you're hearing the voice of God. Now there's something you transcend. I like to use the, the, these modern words. You transcend the, this natural realm. And you're in the realm of the Holy Spirit. You're in the realm of God. And you can live there. You can see that. Jesus says, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. That's not one day. It is now. The kingdom of God has come near you. It is right where you are. If you are willing to say, just like a David when he was 16 to be anointed. Just like a Mary when she was 14 to become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Just like Samuel when he was a young boy to say, yes, Lord speak. You have to open your will. What do you say on that, Marius? What we, um, what we need to do is become um, hearers of the word and, 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 and listeners because as you just said, is when, when we look into the word of God, it actually becomes a mirror. Yeah. And as you yeah. just said, we, we look into the word and, and, and suddenly that word is actually reflecting something of ourselves, something that we believed, something that we, that we, that we thought previously or something that we, uh, that we had in our lives. Uh, that portion of scripture is actually reflecting back to us 
something that we might lack, something that we need, something that mm-hmm. we have. And, and, and I've just actually lo- looked at the message Bible of that portion of scripture that I read in Second Timothy, where mm-hmm. the Bible says this. He says, every part of scripture is God-breathed and is useful one way or another, showing yep. us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting mm-hmm. our mistakes. Oh, and training us to live God's way. So what is God doing? God is actually using his word as a mirror so that I can look into the mirror. And then, and that's why the Bible also says, if I'm a hearer of the word, but not a doer of the word, I'm actually like somebody who looks into the mirror and the moment I go away, I forgot what I saw. Yeah. And, and that is exactly what, 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 what we do when we don't spend time with the Bible or don't spend time allowing God to use the Bible to help us to, to reflect on what, is, what should be in my life, what, what is lacking in my life, what God wants to put in there, and what God wants to take away. And the moment I allow the Holy Spirit to, to use the, the Scripture to do that, it's then that, that, that you and I get to be like Jesus because that's what holiness is. Holiness yeah. is where Holy Spirit comes and changes us and transforms us and actually the metamorphosis of becoming more and more like Jesus. Now, Marius, about hearing the wanna, voice of God, just as portion. I want to do something. I want to ask you, would yes. you come back next week? <laughs> on yes, the show and we carry on with the Holy Spirit hearing the voice of God part 2 would you come on next week absolutely I'm, All right. I'm actually on a roll now so um, it's going yeah, to be difficult to wait it. another week but I'll do so <laughs> okay, go for it <laughs> <laughs> let's take well, one more minute thank you very much um, okay. what I wanted what to say is, and finish yes yeah, okay, go for it Go for it. You say something. Finish up your, your, your thoughts. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, maybe we can talk about the, the details next week. But um, remember, the word is a seed. And, yes. and Jesus yes. spoke about the, 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 the parable of the sower. And mm. the seed falls in four different places. Mm. It, it falls on the, on, the, on the path. It falls on the hard ground. It falls mm. on the in between the the the, the, um, uh, the thorns and the bushes, and and, and and fourthly, it falls into the good ground, and mm. the seed can only grow sufficiently in the good ground, and and actually those four places is actually representing four different hearts, mm. and and that is what's happening with when hearing the voice of God is that it depends on what my heart is like and how God is going to use the scripture and use the word to, 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 to change and transform me to be what he wants me to be or, or do what he wants me to do. Now, I can either have a hardened heart or I can have a shallow heart or I can have a, a stifled heart or I can have a good ground heart. But let's talk about let's, that next week. Yeah, let's pick it up there next week, 100%. Morris, can I ask you to just 
pray quickly for people, for our listeners um, that maybe struggle to hear the voice of God. Would you just, Father God, I come and I bring everyone who not only is listening now, but everyone who will listen here afterwards. And I want to mm. pray for each one of us that we will be able to hear your voice and distinguish your voice. Lord, we know you want us to hear your voice because Jesus, you, you said that, that, that your, your, uh, she, your sheep will hear your voice and they yes. will obey your voice. And if we are calling ourselves children of God, then we will be able to hear your voice and we want to be able to hear your voice and we will listen to you. And Lord, uh, thank you that we can be uh, part of your flock and that we can call you the good shepherd. And Lord, we yes. know that you want to speak to us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for each way that you can speak to us. And I pray that each one who has listened tonight, that they will be able to distinguish your voice and that they will get to know you in such a wonderful way that they, they, their lives as Christians will be a, 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 a joyish uh, uh, overcoming and, 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 and such, a, such a, a great uh, life that they will be able to testify about the great things that not, not only what they've heard from you, but that what you have done through them. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye, bye, donkey. Thank you very much, Marius. This is your naked pastor. Here's your naked truth. God is a good father, and he wants to speak to his children. Whether you like it or not, he's been talking to you from when you were a baby. He's talking to you daily because he is a good father. Whether you like it or not, God speaks to you. Bless you guys. We see you next week. We're going to take this further. Um, How to hear the voice of God, part two. Thank you, Marius. Bless you guys. Have a nice evening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.